You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I tell people I am in my chosen career. I choose to be a fitness instructor because I absolutely love it. And so it's like, it's that true example of when you're doing something that you're passionate about, you just, these opportunities come because you're making those opportunities happen. That was Hollis Tuttle. This is Marnie Salem. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to today's guest, fitness and nutrition coach, Hollis Tuttle. Hollis is one of New York City's most popular fitness coaches and a rising star when it comes to nutrition. She teaches at City Row on the City Row Go app and at Orange Theory, where she has digital offerings during COVID times. Born and raised in Northern California, fitness and athletics are in her DNA. Hollis grew up in Sonoma, playing soccer and volleyball in high school, then switched to triathlon while studying nutritional science at California Polytech State University. Hollis launched her fitness career in San Diego at Lululemon as well as renowned studios Barry's Bootcamp and Orange Theory. But when her marriage brought her to New York City, Hollis immediately landed a job at Mile High Run Club, which set her New York City fitness career in motion. In addition to upping her fitness repertoire, Hollis also upped her nutrition education by getting a level one nutrition certification with The Nutritious Life. Now she's on level two. And she recently added yoga to her teaching portfolio with a 200-hour yoga teacher training certification from Lion's Den Yoga. Tune in to our fun, action-packed, inspiring conversation about athletics, fitness, nutrition, and career. I sync up with Hollis about where her passion for athletics and love of fitness began, the initial career path she was on, and how it has all come full circle, and of course, the curves in between. She chats about her long career in real estate, her shift to fitness, and the lessons she has learned along the way. Hollis also talks about her challenges with IVF, the pivotal time in her relationship, and the exercise and wellness routines that fuel her for success. Additionally, I also get the scoop on her favorite products for staying fit and healthy. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you like what you hear, feel free to leave a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to your app, scroll through the different podcast episodes of Marnie on the Move, click on five stars and leave a review. Also, it would be so awesome if you could share what you love about Marnie on the Move on your Instagram stories simply by screenshotting the episode you're listening to, tagging Marnie on the Move, and maybe leaving a comment about what you love. Special thanks to Marnie on the Move partners, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off the charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100 plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, 
and use the code Marnie on the move. Now on to the episode. I'm so glad that you were doing this. I'm so excited to catch up with you on the podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. This is so bizarre that we're doing the podcast from my apartment. You're in your apartment. I know. And- <laughs> it's really weird, but I have to say, I've been able to really connect with a lot more people that I've always wanted to connect with, but that aren't really nearby. Of course, you are like around the corner, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, it doesn't really matter. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's irrelevant. So as a fitness and nutrition coach, how are you pivoting during COVID times? Are you offering online classes and coaching? Yes. Well, the first two weeks, I think I just sat in awe and, <laughs> and then the opportunity to teach became available. And I started teaching Zoom classes for City Row. And most of our at-home users don't have rowers at home. So my City Row classes are body weight only. Some of the other instructors are teaching strength classes that incorporate weights. But when we started filming, I didn't have weights at home. So 45 minutes, full body, body weight only. And then we stick within City Row's low impact, high intensity realm, if you will. And so it's very scalable, which I really enjoy. So I teach five times a week now for City Row. And then I also teach for Orange Theory Fitness East 39th on their IG Live. So all of the coaches at Orange Theory have a day and we all teach at 12 o'clock Monday through Friday and then 11 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. So it actually ends up working out really well that there are seven coaches, seven days in the week. We all have a day. So that's every Thursday at 12 o'clock. Awesome. And do you feel like you are more busy now than you were before or... Are you feeling like you're less busy? I feel very busy. In the beginning, it felt incredibly busy because I was learning so many new things. I was learning how to use Zoom and teaching classes from home. And then I was learning how to use IG Live and how to teach classes there. And then I've done one of classes with the Nutritious Life and then with other fit pros. And so like, I actually felt incredibly busy and I still do, but now this is my new routine. And so I've settled into this new routine. So I know when it goes back to quote unquote normal, it's going to be such a weird shift once again, you know, it's like that pendulum swinging in the other direction. Do you feel like you'll keep, you'll continue teaching online classes? Maybe. I think that there's always going to be this virtual element, I actually really enjoy it because it it does allow me to connect to more people. And so I have clients now in Seattle and in Texas, and they're joining my classes from wherever they may be. And so like that is such a unique thing that the virtual world offers. I would love to continue to do that. I've done some private coaching as well with clients from all over the United States. And I would love to be able to continue to do that. But I do miss being in the studio and feeling that energy of a group fitness class. So I think it'd be a combination of both. Before we all went into quarantine, all these studios were closed. Where were you teaching? What studios in New York City? So I was teaching at City Row, predominantly out of the Upper East Side studio, but I would go down to the Union Square location as needed. And then at Orange Theory Fitness East 39th, I'd actually just started with them. I think I'd been with them for about a month prior to having to go into quarantine. And then I'm also a City Row Go instructor. So City Row Go is the digital version of City Row. So we offer rowing classes, strength classes, yoga, and kin stretch. I usually would film about twice a month. And then once quarantine happened, our app became incredibly popular. I'm sure. People were craving new content. And so we've actually been filming new content for City Row Go with a skeleton crew out of the Upper East Side studio now for the past several weeks. And so that's been really nice to get back into the the studio filming new content and then doing City Row Go live classes every Saturday. So we have very prolific City Row Go Facebook group, over a thousand members on that Facebook group. And It's been a lot of fun to connect with that community. And so we started to hold live classes for them every weekend. And it's 
been amazing. And when I taught two weekends ago, I think I had like over 125 people join class via Zoom, of course. And it was really awesome. It was great because we had people in Vancouver, Canada, and Lisbon, Spain, and London, and then of course, all over the nation. So I thought that was really special. That is one of the most amazing things to hear. And it's such a no-brainer for fitness to be able to do this digitally. I mean, obviously there are companies out there that have been offering digital content for a long time. I feel like it should be now for all studios and all brands to be able to do this as a way of reaching more consumers that are interested in, in fitness and health. 100%. And I think too, it's always a good reminder here in New York City, we have a plethora of studios to choose from, right? right? We could walk down the street and we could really take that for granted. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then you think about like middle of America, they, they don't have what we have here. And so think about like, just the digital platform opens up what we have to so many more. And so it's like, I see that as a fitness professional, as such a gift because that means that I can have a bigger impact. You know, I can influence more people in a positive way than I ever thought possible. That's so incredible. And now can people still buy rowers from City Row? Yeah. So we sell the City Row rower that has the correct module and it has a little arm that holds either like an iPhone or an iPad. And that's what a lot of people use, but we have a lot of people who have Concept 2s or some other random rowing machine that still use our classes. Awesome. I know you have a long history of working in fitness. So where did it begin for you? As a small girl. No, I've always been a very active, rambunctious kid. I have an older brother, and I am convinced that his life mission was to kill me. (laughs) So, a lot of my childhood was learning how to survive life with Sam. But in the same breath, he taught me a lot. So, as a young person, I grew up mountain biking and running around the backyard and playing baseball and skateboarding and surfing and wakeboarding, like, and all those things. And then, you know, normal childhood introduction to organized sports was through soccer. But my dad was also a very avid soccer player. So we spent a lot of time uh, with him and his team on the weekends watching soccer. (laughs) And then my mom used to go to jazzercise. And so uh, rather than hire a sitter, she would take me with her and I would take my Barbies and I would sit on my little seat next to her and play with my Barbies and watch her do jazzercise. So that was really like my (laughs) first introduction to group fitness. And then I started doing Jane Fonda workout videos. Remember VHS players? Like, holy cow. But I definitely remember jazzercise. I remember being dragged to different fitness studios and dance classes with my mother. Yes, all of it, right? And I remember like for one birthday, I really wanted a leotard with a little belt and leggings so that I could look like Jane. What I say as a young girl, yes, as a young girl, I mean, it's like in my blood. But I actually ended up transitioning to volleyball in junior high, loved it. And then I started playing volleyball year round throughout high school. And I was really fortunate to be on a stellar high school volleyball team. We had, you know, an amazing coach. We had an amazing team. We played at an incredibly high caliber. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Sonoma, Northern California. My coach was very demanding, but obviously it worked. And we would practice three hours a day, six days a week. And, you know, we'd finish every three hour practice with a one mile time trial. And like, I mean, there were things that he made us do. And of course we would all just like moan and groan about it, but it made us better. And and because we were better, we were quite successful. And so that was like the true introduction to you put the work in and you reap the rewards. Oh, and then I went to college in San Luis Obispo, went to Cal Poly, but I was not tall enough to play volleyball there. I played co-ed intramural, which was fun because once again, it was high level, but I ended up joining the triathlon team my freshman year. And because I had experienced mountain biking and I had a mountain bike with me, that's what I did. My first year was mountain bike tries and loved it and started placing. I was like, oh, there's something to this. And then I stuck with it. And then I transitioned to road bike my third year and then never looked back. I really enjoyed training in such a different way. And my coach was batshit crazy like most of them most, are, I was right? gonna say most triathlon coaches are but they're uh, yeah and when they're not you're like well what's wrong with you yeah right exactly <laughs> 
but it was such an integral part of my college career. And when I studied abroad, I finished my education in London, actually. And it was the first time, like not having a coach and not having a team and, you know, gosh, over eight years. And it was, that was really challenging for me. Just like to recognize that, you know, it's, it's three o'clock and I should be at practice and I'm not. It's a weird feeling. <laughs> well, that's what it kind of feels like right now as True. I feel like, what am I supposed to be doing? Usually I'm on my bike or out doing a long run or swimming or at the gym. And I mean, everything else feels normal, but it's just like this weird space in the day where I'm not training. I mean, I'm still working out, but I haven't been doing as long endurance focused training just because it's not necessary. Right? Right. Yeah, the mindset. Yeah, so I just shift, shifted my mindset. But I mean, I do think that mm -hmm. it's like when you're used to doing that kind of intense training, it's kind of weird not to do it. So you went to London. Mm -hmm. I graduated college. Uh, my, I, I went to school actually pre-med, but my focus was in nutrition. And while I was in London, I realized that I did not want to continue with medical school. When I came back and graduated, my degree is actually in nutritional science. But I just have a plethora of additional sort of um, classes, right, to satisfy medical school. <laughs> I wanted business experience. That was a hole in my life, and I wanted to fill it. So I actually ended up working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car when I straight out, and I had a lot of fun. You know, it was kind of crazy, but it was a good year. And at the end of that year, one of my old friends from San Francisco actually called and asked if I wanted to come back and help him grow his real estate development company. And I thought it was a great opportunity to once again, continue that business education, if you will, but also to be back in San Luis Obispo. So I went back down to slow and I started working for Gary and his team. And I started as uh, the assistant to the vice president. And so I spent a lot of time with Dave, like on construction sites and in city council meetings and at the architect's office and with the engineers and just learning the business from the ground up. And then I eventually was given my own projects and I ran a couple of construction projects. And while I did that, I earned my sales license and then I started to sell. And while I was selling, I earned my broker's license and then became the corporate broker. And then I moved into the corporate office and was the VP of sales and marketing. And I was running sales teams in central California as well as LA. And during all of that, of course, I stayed incredibly physically active. So I was the gym rat at the gym at 5 a.m. every single day, you know, training and taking classes and doing my doing my thing. And then on the weekends, I would take my girlfriends with me and like train them, you know, and it was kind of our routine Saturday morning with Hollis at the gym. And I loved it. Of course, it was it was awesome. I actually was with them for close to 10 years. And then at like 30, I, I had a total meltdown. What happened? <laughs> well, I realized I was very successful on paper. In my 20s, I was making a ridiculous amount of money. I was traveling all over the world. I drove a sports car, I owned three houses, um, but I felt very unfulfilled. I didn't have a special person who I was sharing my life with. And, you know, I was 30 and I didn't have a family or I didn't even have a dog or a cat or like, you know. So you were just like work, work, work. Yes, exactly. I was married to my job. I was incredibly stressed and I just felt hollow and, and I felt like I wasn't living my best life. It was not the best version of me. And so I decided to leave that career i went to europe and i rode my bike around france I'm so, <laughs> and, that uh, sounds awesome right now <laughs> it was amazing and i uh, and then i moved to san diego with the commitment to do real estate for a year to kind of get my feet in the ground but also to go back to my passion and that was health and fitness helping people live more healthful lives. And that's what I did. So how did you get your first job in fitness and where was it? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I started working for a small nutrition startup company called Optimal Nutrition. They did a meal delivery service that was energy-based. I worked with all the NFL teams. So my clients were NFL players and then their wives. I would help them with their nutrition plans with their nutrition meals, get their, make sure they were all appropriate sizes and, and macro breakdown. 
and get those to them every week, depending upon where in the United States they were. And then I was on call for the wives. So no joke, I get home calls from the wives at the grocery store. Holly, it's so so. We're gonna be. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> so I started working with them, and then during that time, she introduced me to Lululemon, and there was a showroom in uh, Del Mar, California, and I thought that was pretty awesome. And they introduced me to the boxing club, and I started teaching. So my first uh, gig teaching was indoor cycling at the boxing club. It was like the perfect transition for me because the bike was always my best discipline of the three in a triathlon. And so like, I felt really confident on the bike and I loved it, you know, and that was really cool to like be on the other side. I had been a participant in group fitness for so long, but then to flip it and to be the instructor was really exciting. I eventually transitioned out of Optimal Nutrition to Lululemon when they opened a big store, the first store in San Diego. You were teaching classes, like fitness classes in their store. Yeah, I was teaching indoor cycling. And then I was, you know, going to all these other classes and I was at Lululemon. And, and then Lululemon just opened my eyes up to everything, right? And then I just started doing all of the classes. And uh, I remember when Barry's boot camp opened up in San Diego, it was a BFD. <laughs> <laughs> It was the second location because the first one's in WeHo, West Hollywood. And so for them to like open up, um, Joey Gonzalez opened it up. All of the Lululemon peeps would go there. That was life-changing. So during this period of working at Lululemon, I was teaching indoor cycling. I was taking classes all over the place. I met my now ex-husband and I got married at like 33. And then we wanted to have a family and I couldn't conceive naturally. So I went through several years of in vitro fertilization and going through IVF and managing the Lululemon store. By the, that time I was the store manager was too much. I was very fortunate that my ex-husband was a very successful businessman and I didn't have to work. So my job became IVF. I feel like I became an egg machine. I was like, oh, I have so much, I have so much appreciation for chickens. <laughs> And after like actually, you know, three years going through IVF, I just said no, right? Like I can't do this anymore. And one of my really good girlfriends said, well, why don't you just come and work the front desk at Barry's? You know, we need some help and it will get you out of the house. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. So I started opening the studio and it was so great to be back in that space with all my friends. And, and I remember thinking, ah, oh, I want to teach here. I miss teaching and I want to teach here. No joke, the next day, Neil did not show up for his class. And da -da -da -da, I took the mic and I was like, let's go. That's so serendipitous. That's awesome. It's amazing. I swear, my guardian angel has worked overtime. And so I was teaching and my manager at the time walked in. He's like, well, we made that happen quickly. And I was like, I know, right? So then that just became my time slot. I was teaching 5 a.m., Monday through Friday. And it was amazing. Cause that's like, that's my group, my people, you know, it's like they're committed, they're dedicated and they were dedicated to each other. And it was really awesome. Couple of years teaching for them during that time, gentlemen took my class and we spoke afterwards, really nice guy. And then come to find out he ended up buying the San Diego region for orange theory fitness. And he got my name as a referral from someone else. And he called me and asked if I wanted to come and join him and help him open up Orange Theory Fitness San Diego. So now you're, you're moving on to Orange Theory. And it feels yeah. like this is like so organic and just like natural for you. I love that you said that, Marnie, because like I tell people I am in my chosen career. I choose to be a fitness instructor because I absolutely love it. And so it's that true example of when you're doing something that you're passionate about, you just, these opportunities come because you're making those opportunities happen. You are in your zone. You're doing your thing. Yeah. When yeah. you're open to the work, it comes to you. Totally. And so then Pete and I opened Orange Theory Fitness San Diego. And it was amazing because when we opened that first studio together and I, I was the studio manager and the head coach for that studio, when I had to find people, I knew exactly who I wanted because of all my years at Lululemon, I could cherry pick the instructors and the front desk. That was, I think, 12 years ago or something. And you still are an ambassador for Lululemon. I am. 
all the instructors minus myself and one other are still teaching at that original studio. Like it's amazing to think about working there with Pete was such a great opportunity because it was the perfect combination of all of my management skills that I had learned running construction sites and, and running sales teams and then the sales floor at Lululemon and then all of the fitness, it just, it all came together. So I feel like that was where the diamond became sparkly. It was really magical time. And then six years ago, my ex-husband and I moved here to New York City and I was going to work for Orange Theory here, but then I saw that there was so much more. So then I started to take classes all over New York and it's really how I learned New York uh, or Manhattan. Through rather. all the different fitness studios through all the different fitness studios. And I learned that the fitness community here in New York City is a really tight knit community. Like it's small, it's really solid. There's a lot of love, there's a lot of support. And you know, it's like, we're all in this hustle together. And so it's, that was really eye opening for me. But I was introduced to Mile High Run Club and I, I actually met Deborah. I took her class that she was the founder of Mile High. And, and then I met Annie at a boxing gym at Shadowbox. And Annie is the founding instructor at City Row. And then there I started, it was such a, an amazing opportunity to meet both of them. And then they, you know, they both recognized that I had experience and were generous enough to say, Hey, why don't you come and audition and then start training and then start teaching. And that was kind of it. So we met when you came to work at Mile High Run Club because my agency yeah. was doing their PR. And everybody instantly loved you at Mile High. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Mile High Run Club has been one of my favorite clients all time. And I love Deborah so much. And then I also worked with City Row, but it was before you mm -hmm. went there. What? They're just both such incredible studios and such incredible brands. And I remember I the first class I took at Mile High was Deborah's class. I remember which treadmill I was on. I remember after class, she came up to me and she said, who are you? <laughs> and then, oh, I'm Hollis. I just moved here two weeks ago from California. <laughs> She's like, are you a fitness instructor? And I said, yes, I am. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it sounds like, like something Deborah would, would say. Like, right? And she's like, would you like to work here? And I said, oh my God, yes, I would. It was that magical. It was unbelievable. And I remember I went home and I told my ex-husband, I was like, I think I just got a job offer. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, you've been here for two weeks. And I was like, I know, but, and I told him the whole story. He's like, only you, right? Only you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It was such an amazing thing. And, and unfortunately my, my husband and I did end up getting a divorce. My first, within the six months of being in New York city, I was on my own in my own apartment and mile high and that community and then city row and that community became my family. They really helped me through a very difficult time in my life, but they also helped me become my true best version. And I really feel like I was with my people and fully supported. And so I really could be who I wanted to be, who I was meant to be. And it was such an amazing opportunity. And I just, I am so grateful for, for that. And did it relaunch your running? It shifted the focus. I've always maintained running has always been integral in my life. It's a big part of who I am. And when I lived in San Diego, I raced a lot. I was doing half marathons all the time and marathons. And it's part of my life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's like I am a runner and I will always run. It opened my eyes to this amazing running community in New York City, but it would shift my focus. And so I appreciated that. What is it that you love so much about teaching group fitness? This comes from personal experience. You know, I'm a small person, a little person. And once again, it probably goes back to having to survive life with my older brother. But I feel confident when I feel strong, right? So when I lift weights or if I run or if I ride the bike or if I row and I feel like my confidence improves with my performance. And so that gives me more motivation to pick up heavier weights or more motivation to run a little bit further, to run a little bit faster. And I feel like that confidence that I gain in that fitness space, if you will, rolls into other disciplines of my life and has given me courage to do other things that may be scary or that gives me tenacity to stick with something that may be hard. You know, when I used to run construction sites, I would often call my dad in tears and be really upset. And he would say, hey, just put your jersey on. Remember when you put your jersey on, like you're fearless, you're on the court and you, you come to play. 
was like, oh God, I gotta put my jersey on. You know, like those little things. I think like, so for me, it's been such an important part of who I am. And it's like paying it forward. I want to help somebody else gain that same confidence or feel that same sort of fearlessness inside the studio space or on the mat or on the bike or whatever it may be. And then have that roll off into other just areas of their life. That's awesome. You could probably teach any kind of fitness class anywhere around the world. And people would just want to come because your energy is so positive and motivating. I mean, I've taken your classes before. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. For saying that. <laughs> it's true, though. It's like, you know, you have your own community of people that probably follow you everywhere. So I think this whole digital class offering is going to really be awesome for you. And then how are you, are you also offering nutrition coaching as well? So it is something that I'm really starting to develop now, like during quarantine, it's like this opportunity to really go back to my education. And nutritional science is challenging because it's ever-changing, right? And things that I learned in college are so archaic now, (laughs) you know, it's kind of funny. So I'm actually going through level two of the nutritious life. So when I moved to New York, I went through level one of the nutritious life with Carrie Glassman. And now I'm going through level two, which has been awesome because it's a really important part of the puzzle, right? And I chose the nutritious life one because of Carrie, but also it really looks as the human as a whole. So it's not just food focused. You know, we talk about sleep and stress management and exercise and hydration and self-love. It's like there's there are a lot of pieces that go into that puzzle to make a very healthy individual. And fitness is part of it, but there's so much more. And so once again, you go back to my goal is to help people live their best life. And so this is part of that. You're going to offer nutrition coaching. Yes. You're just mastering the art of it to the best of your ability. Marnie, there's so much to learn. (laughs) I know. It's such a wide spectrum of science. I think for me as an athlete, and I'm sure a lot of your class goers probably need to eat a certain level of food and there are certain foods that are recovery foods. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And I, it's interesting too, because as an athlete, right, I can look at food as fuel. And if I want to perform to the best of my ability, I need to put the training in, right. And I need to put the recovery in, but I also need to eat properly. And so I can't do all of this great training, all this great recovery, and then live off of like processed food. It'd be stealing from everything else that I'd been doing. But then there's also like understanding that food is something that's, that's very emotionally impactful. We all have emotions associated with foods, right? Or smells of foods or certain times of the year because of the food, right? And so it's like recognizing that it's very multifaceted. And so during the week, I'm like, I'm an athlete and I'm feeling my body and I'm very, very focused on what I'm eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And on the weekend, I'll try to like relax a little bit. You know, it's an 80-20 rule and be like, I need something that, that fuels my soul. Oh, that's so interesting. I like that philosophy. Thank you, (laughs) because that's important as well. So it's like really helping people understand how their food choices will benefit them or not in more ways than one. Physically, yes. Mentally, yes. Emotionally, yes. About calories and like calories in, calories out, right? So So individualized because human bodies respond to the food differently. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? So like we could eat the same thing, but because of my gut microbes, right. you know, or maybe even like the state that I'm in or how hydrated I am, or I could absorb different calories than what you absorb. Yes. And actually that makes complete sense. Every body is so different. Our metabolism is so different. 
And that's why it's like, it's kind of an experiment when you're working with an individual because what works for them may not work for someone else, which may not work for someone else. So it's like really finding what works for that individual person, but also really understanding what their goals are and then how you work together as a team, right? right? Athlete and nutritionist, how you work together as a team to help achieve their goals. So figuring out, you know, how many calories they need a day to feel like they can perform at their best and whether that day is going to be a recovery day, right? Or whether that day is going to be a hard effort day, but really knowing and understanding what's in front of them and then how to be prepared. So like understanding if, if you have a long run or a long bike ride on Saturday morning, you're preparing for that on Friday, right? Right. You're, you're hydrating, you're eating well, you're letting your body recover. You're going to bed early so that you can sleep well you know, you have maybe a a less fibrous dinner, you know, lots of lean protein and really good nutrients. So that when you wake up, you're, you're like, you're good. And then you have your normal breakfast that you always have that you know, is going to sustain you. And then you have your fuel that, you you know, will sustain you through that run or through that ride or whatever it may be. So it's like, there's a lot more thought that goes into it rather than, oh, you know, I just ran two hours, I need to eat something, right? What is the biggest change that you've seen in nutrition from when you went to school to now? We don't have the food guide pyramid anymore. (laughs) That's what I was learning when I was in college. The food guide pyramid. (laughs) Yeah, that is no longer in place. And there are so many other diets now, right? There's like the keto diet, or like when people say I'm on the low carb diet, not realizing that they're eating a shit ton of carbs because carbs are in fruit and vegetables and in dairy, right? right? I think there are just so many different diets out there. There's so much more information, right? Like people have discovered so much about food in even the last like few years. Yeah. And then I think too, like a big difference, like from when I was college and now we didn't have uh, social media in college, right? We didn't have influencers when I was in college. So we were gaining our, our education from our instructor. Now we have social media, we have influencers. And so a lot of people are being educated, if you will, by influencers. They may not know <laughs> anything about nutrition, but they may look really good and they may say, I eat this and look at me. And if you eat this, you'll look like me too. That is something that is a constant battle. Right. Because it goes back to what you were just saying that everyone is individual. And just because you yes. eat certain things doesn't mean you're going to look like your best friend. <laughs> exactly. And like eating to perform is a lot different than eating to look good. If you have a photo shoot and you want to look really lean and ripped out, you're going to have a very low calorie diet. You're not going to have a lot of grains. You're not going to have a lot of water. You're not going to have any alcohol. Like it's going to be horrible and you won't be able to perform really well, but damn, you're going to look great versus eating to perform, right? Yeah. Where you, you need to have, you know, a lot more nutrition in order to actually do the activity that you want to do. And so you may look a little different. So like, that's different too. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that is, that concept has totally evolved over time. I mean, and you know, there's people that want to lose weight. There's people that want to get strong. There's people that, like you said, want to perform well in a race or, you know, that just live an active life or maybe not an active life. And there's diets for everyone. I mean, I can speak from my own experience of trying out different diets, not diets to lose weight, but diets to perform better on my races, which I've been doing triathlons and running for like 10, 12 years. And I, when I started, I was super healthy. I ate a lot of greens. I didn't really, I never really like thought about what I was eating. I was just eating greens and sweet potatoes and oatmeal and red meat and turkey and chicken. I didn't have like any specific diet. I just really like cleaned up my diet from bagels, pizza, French fries, drinking every night, you know, things like that. And like, (laughs) it wasn't a tremendous shift, shift. (laughs) a little shift, but I never really thought about it. And, you know, I worked with a nutritionist who was a friend of mine who, when I first started doing triathlon was like in my life all the time. And I had a lot of food allergies, which I didn't Mm. even know about till I started 
doing triathlon until I started, you know, working with this nutritionist. And I, I was working with her as her PR person, not like working with her to help me as a nutritionist. So mm-hmm. She noticed a lot of things about me that I didn't even know were happening. Like I never felt. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, like I didn't have a nutritionist like I just didn't feel well all the time I felt sick and my diet was bagels pizza pasta cheese dairy I definitely ate a lot of crap I mean it was delicious and comfort food and all that but a lot of sugar a lot of carbs and she had noticed that I would get like really sick when I would eat tomatoes or eggplant or any anything like that and oh so nightshade so I had all these food allergies I had no idea so she had convinced me to let her try this out on me. I got rid of all the things I couldn't eat and I literally went from feeling sick every day and thinking I had an ulcer to feeling amazing in a month or two from eating. That's awesome. It was so helpful. You know, so I've maintained that diet for a long time, but then I wanted to be vegan. Oh, I tried that for a bit too. In my heart, I wanted to do it. And so yep, I just, but I was so tired and yeah. I slowed down so much in my training. I'm sure I, I did it wrong. Yep. Maybe that's what I want to say. I just, I can't, like carbs for me, the level of carbs and just the food that I was taking in, it was almost like counterproductive. I don't know what that is. That happened to you too? I Yeah, I tried to eat a vegan diet for, gosh, I guess I lasted a month or so. And it was a personal choice. One, because I, w- I wanted to try it. I think it's you know really important to understand once again where other people are coming from and to kind of be my own science experiment. But also, you know, it's like I love animals and I love the earth. And if eating a vegan diet saves animals and helps keep the earth more healthy, then great, right? And I experienced the same thing. I wasn't recovering as well. I wasn't feeling as strong. I felt exhausted. And, you know, I was trying to be smart about my food selection, right? right? But I was finding it really hard to get the amount of protein that I needed. And then plus, when you're looking at post-workout, your body is primed and ready to uptake those nutrients. And like the best protein would be a whey protein. Your body absorbs that and utilizes that a lot faster and it's much more beneficial. And it's like, I was missing out on like that, you know? And as soon as I started to add a little bit more like way back into my, my recovery and then like a little bit more eggs back into my diet. Oh my gosh. I like someone took the screen off my eyes. I was like, Oh, I feel so much better. I mean, it's like such a marked difference. You know, I am in awe of all the vegan athletes out there. And like, I want to sit down and talk to them and be like, okay, so what did you do differently? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you make this work for you? Because like, I honestly couldn't figure it out. Maybe I need to do it again. But you know, I think it's, I think there's a lot to, a lot to learn there for sure. I have a lot of friends that are athletes that are vegan and they're absolutely terrific and fast and all those things. But I also yeah. think like you said, like nutrition is super personal and everybody has their own experience and reaction to food that really either works for them or doesn't work. Just because, you know, it works for someone else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And just because an actor is doing it doesn't mean that you should do it or, you know, like. (laughs) When I start to eat carbs, it's like just downhill for me. I don't know how to. Well, when you say carbs, are you referring to grains or are you referring to fruits and vegetables, right? Like there's a difference there. So like, I think it's grains. And so like, is that something that you know that like with grains, you don't feel comfortable? Like, and there are so many different grains, like quinoa really upsets my stomach. I don't eat quinoa because it's, I just, my body can't digest it very well. Right. Like I get gassy and bloated and it's very uncomfortable. So that's something that doesn't work for me, but I can eat rice and not have a problem. So like I do eat white rice or I do eat brown rice and I feel great on it. I don't mind gluten. Gluten does not affect me in any way. Whereas others may have like a, an intolerance to gluten. Right. Yeah. So like just really, once again, really understanding what, what, um, works and like if you eat something and you feel like crap then like make a note of it like oh I don't feel good how important is it to keep a food journal and what would you suggest for people to make a note of in their food journal but for a food journal it's really important to track at least three to five days longer if you if you're dealing with something that's a little bit more complicated but track the time of day the food that you ate the mood 
that you're in or like how you felt before or how you felt after. And then working with clients who are managing weight, it's really important to track how hungry you are before and how hungry you are when you're done. You want to be able to stay within like slightly hungry, you know, like, yeah, I'm slightly hungry. So that when you sit down, you can actually like eat slowly. It's key, but then you can kind of stay in touch with how you're feeling. And then like, okay, yeah, I'm slightly satisfied. Right. So you're never like, oh my God, I'm starving. I could eat my arm off to, oh, I'm so stuffed. I never want to eat again. Right. Right. So it's like when you're in that middle range, it's really important to keep track of that too. If you're skeptical of a certain food, then you would definitely want to write down if you ate that food and how much of it. Right. Like when I did my allergy testing, I stopped eating certain foods for 30 days. Yeah. Did you do an elimination diet? Yes, I did an elimination diet. Yeah. Yeah. And it turned out I was basically allergic to everything I was eating. So, so that was really great. Yeah, you were eating a high inflammatory diet. Yes, I was. Yeah, for sure. Do you do, is that something that you are going to do with your nutrition clients is have them do do you have them do food journals and or do the elimination diet or anything like that? I think food journals are helpful because it helps people actually have a better understanding of what they're eating. I think it's really important to really understand what you're eating, when you're eating, why you're eating. A lot of us eat because we're bored, because we're stressed, because we're sad, right? Are we hungry? I don't know. And so like we lose our connection to our hunger. And so I think when you're actually writing something down, then there's going to be a lot more thought, right? Like, it's just like when you're managing your finances, when you're keeping track of what you're spending, you're at the end of the month, you're like, Oh my gosh, I just spent $700 at Starbucks. (laughs) I didn't even realize it. Right. Right. Like that shit happens. Yes. So if you're doing like that same thing with the food that you're eating, you're going to be more aware of what you're eating. And that's one of the most important things because then you're actually connected to it. And then once you're aware, then you can make some decisions. Do I want to continue to eat this way? Yes. Okay, cool. Do I want to continue to feel like shit? Yes. Okay, cool. Or do I want to make those changes? Right. That I think that's super helpful. Yeah, totally super helpful. And then, of course, it just depends on what the client's goals are. You know. Right. What is a big lesson that you've learned throughout your career teaching all these fitness classes and building this community and motivating people to stay fit and healthy? Be nice. <laughs> be nice to yourself, be nice to others, but like recognizing, so this is something that I would always tell my younger instructors, like instructors going through training, people make the decision to come to your fitness class and honor that decision. And remember that we never know what type of day that they've had before coming to class. And so we want to give them the best experience possible. And so it's acknowledging them as a person first and foremost, saying hi, smiling, thanking them for coming, right? And acknowledging that you're going to do your job in the best way possible so that they have the best experience. So when they walk out, you know, it's thank you so much for coming to class. I really appreciate you and I value your time, right? And I'll see you again next week. But they've walked out with this amazing experience and they're going to feel really good for it. And that it's really recognizing like we're just one hour in somebody's day, but we have the opportunity to be a really powerful hour in somebody's day. So we could either help them uplift their spirits, right? Or we could help them achieve their goal. We could help them feel strong. We could give them confidence. That's our one hour to make magic happen. It's really valuing that time with that person. And what advice do you have for people to kind of stay motivated right now and in general? I mean, just to stay motivated and keep up their fitness and their training and their exercise and health and wellness. I always say, remember how you feel when you when you move. Moving feels good, right? It doesn't have to be structured. You can dance around your living room, but you're still moving and grooving, you know? 10 minutes of movement can do can do the mind and the body a lot of good. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I mean, I'm a highly motivated individual. I obviously love to sweat 
in many different ways. There are days I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like working out right now, you know, or like, oh, I'm not in the mood, right? Like, what does that even mean? I'm not in the mood. So I'll put on a good playlist. Like, I have a couple songs that totally get me fired up and then I'm like ready to rock and roll. And then once I start moving, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. And then I finish my workout. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. So it's like just remembering that sensation at the end of a workout. Just, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Whatever it was, whether it's like a walk around the block or like a two hour, you know, strength training session or whatever it is. It's always remembering how good you feel at the other end. Yeah, it's like that initial mental hurdle. And do you have playlists on Spotify that people could listen to to get excited? About? I have 800 and millions of them. And is it just under, <laughs> yes. is it under your name, Hollis Tuttle? It is. It's under Hollis M. Tuttle. Awesome. Yeah as an athlete, as a fitness instructor, and somebody who's a busy entrepreneur working hard in New York City, what are some of your favorite products that you that you like right now? I love the Promix Protein Puff Bar. It's a little tiny bar. It's kind of like a Rice Krispie Treat, but not as sticky. And it has 15 grams of protein and it's only 150 calories. It's a great way for me to get a protein in my system. And it like ties me over and it's super yummy and it's great with a cup of coffee. And then I love the Performix chocolate IOA protein powder. That stuff is amazing. So it's a different brand. That's awesome. I love that because it's like the only protein powder that I've found that I can shake up like in my shaker with just water oh wow like okay. yeah exactly right? yeah like, that's oh, like wow, wow. <laughs> that's a big deal it's awesome it tastes delicious and it's really good when mixed with a uh, cold brew coffee for like that post-morning workout and then I use the thorn BCAAs I do use Chromix BCAAs as well on my long runs I have one bottle that's just water, one that's BCAAs. And then Charlotte's Web CBD sleep gummies and their CBD recovery gummies. Those are a daily addition as well. So like I am not married to one brand. I like all of them. Awesome. Thank you. My listeners are always looking for great products that are referred by myself or guests. So I love it. That's awesome. Thank you. This has been so great. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you email me marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out